the, the, the title of my message today is Don't Judge. Anybody ever judge anybody? I'm talking to this side of the room, I guess. This side over here is quiet. <laughs> They're like, uh. <laughs> Judging is really something that God doesn't like. So that's why we're going to talk about it. And that, and it's in the book of James, where we've been going through. So we're in James chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 today. So if you want to stand for the reading of the word. I have you stand to honor the word. That's why. You know, to honor the word of God. This, I read about it, I think, in Numbers, where they, they stood. They stood all day long and listened to him preach the word. Speak the word. To read the word. That's why I feel like we should just honor God by standing before him to read his word. Do not speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. God alone who gave the law is the judge. He alone has the power to save or to destroy. So, what right? Do you have to judge your neighbor? Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that, Lord, you open our hearts and our eyes, even as we've sang about today, God, that we could truly step into that place of obedience and not judging or criticizing, Father God. That our hearts be open wide to that, God, and that we'd be strengthened and encouraged by your word today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, as we've been humbling ourselves before God these last few weeks, if we stay in that mode of humility, we'll not be judging others. It'll be easy to not fall into judgment of, of other, on other people. You know, and James, is, he's taking us on a journey because he wants good Christian living. He wants to see, he's encouraging. He's not, this isn't for the world. This is talking to the church Stop judging one another. Stop being harsh to one another. Stop criticizing one another. Stop criticizing the body of Christ. Start, stop judging the body of Christ. And that's where James is saying, hey, listen, there's a lot of judgment that we speak against. We criticize each other, and we need to stop. In the church, it has to go silent. One amen. All right, I'll take it. It's got to stop, Amen. You know, remember what your mom taught you as a child. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> but listen, it, it's, it's not so much been in a verbal state lately. It's online. It's where people can hide behind their face and type in whatever they feel like saying about people. I'm like, oh my gosh, get off, the, get off Facebook. I told one person one time, I was doing some uh, premarital counseling with them. I said, I said, ma'am, I said, just to be honest with you, you need to just stay off Facebook forever. She's still miserable. And it shows on Facebook. That's how I know. She types it all in, you know. It's, you know, we, we've, we've gotten these avenues to where we've opened up our lives because we feel like we can hide behind the keyboard and type in whatever we want to say. You know, and there's so many YouTube videos speaking against other ministries. Oh my gosh, I just, 
blows my mind. I think you guys are crazy. I'm not going to talk bad about another ministry. I'm not going to speak bad against them because, hey, if they're bad, that, let God be the judge. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I know a lot of people don't like Benny, Benny Hinn or Kenneth Copeland, you know, but I, I was with Kenneth Copeland one day in an underground setting in a country for three days. He talked three days, eight hours a day. And I sat right in the front row, right next to the podium, with him standing like this most of the time talking. I'm like, just rub off on me, man. I don't care. That guy talked, talked such faith. I was so encouraged. I was like, I've never heard anybody talk faith like that. You know, and it wasn't about getting money. He just talked faith. We need faith. It's impossible to please God if we don't have faith. Amen? And so I, who, I, who am I to speak against anybody? You know, you may not like them. You may not agree with them. But my gosh, we need to be silent. And it takes me to point number one. What is point number one? Think before you speak. If what you say is that gonna is that gonna help somebody? When you open up your mouth and begin to gush out, are you gonna be encouraging somebody? You see, Paul said, "I wish you'd prophesy. I wish everyone would prophesy." Jr. That's what he said. I, I wish you would all prophesy. And what he's, what he's saying is, Miguel, he said, I, I wish you would all encourage one another. I wish you would comfort one another. I wish you would come alongside and help each other with your words. See, so when we're in the church and we're talking bad about each other, you know, because... You know, we're not blind. We see things going on. You even know in the spirit. I, I know. I know. Delana and I were in a car in Japan one time. We were going to a service in Japan, and, and they picked up this guy, and he got in the car. And, man, we all went, ooh. I call it a spirit of ooh. Because we we didn't know what it was, but we knew it wasn't God when it got in the car. You know, and he got in the car. And um, so I'm preaching, and then I start ministering. And, and then this guy, he lunges for the stage. And um, when I'm praying for him, he's just trying, and I just kind of, uh, I'm pretty strong. So I just kind of put him in a little chokehold and brought him down to the floor, you know. Just, we're going to pray right here, you know. And he's just like this, like this. And they, they brought him the cross off the wall. That was the same guy they got in the car with. They brought him the cross off the wall. They put the cross in his hands. And immediately he was delivered of a, of a spirit of infirmity. Immediately. The night before, somebody came in there and they had, man, they had a spirit. <laughs> I laid hands on him and he literally started vibrating off of the floor. He was on his hands and knees. And then he flew up in the air. And he screamed and his shoes went flying off. 
And, you know, there's certain things you remember about things. And then he, he was delivered. And um, the next day, got filled with the Holy Spirit. It's just incredible. But when they, when they, they saw that this, this kid was, um, what song did they sing? Jesus. Just started singing Jesus. And as they started singing Jesus, man, they, like I said, that kid, he flew up in the air, landed on his back. Shoes went flying, and he got up, got filled with the Holy Spirit. So the next night, when that guy with the spirit of infirmity came in, the first thing they started doing is singing, Jesus. I don't know it real well, you know. I just know the name. <laughs> but they started singing Jesus. I said, it's a different spirit here. It's going to be different. And, uh, but he got delivered. So you, you don't come into a church and don't think that people don't know what's going on. But it's what we do with it, Don Maurice. You know, it's what I say that makes the difference because I could talk about it, I could say it, or I could pray it. See, because God's given you the gifts of the Spirit, right? So one of the gifts is the Spirit of discernment. And the Spirit of discernment is not to, to determine if somebody's um, just all right or whatever. The Spirit of discernment is to discern an evil spirit. Not to discern people. You're not to be discerning people. You're discerning spirits. But a lot of people think they got the, the spirit of discernment of people, so they're discerning people and the way that they act, and they're judging people, and they're talking about them, and they're bringing division in the body of Christ. We can't do that. You discern spirits, not people. Amen? That's See, because right. Mark, what I do is I, I don't, if a Mark comes at me and Mark's being mean to me and Mark's being upset with me, I'd say, I, no, it would never happen, right? So Mark's the kindest guy to me. I don't know how he is to you, Pam, but he's very nice to me. So if you came at me like that, I would say, something's attacking Mark. And, and it, in, in the spirit, what I'd want to do is I'd want to come behind you and look at what's attacking you. I'd want to come and look at the spirit that's coming against you that's causing that to come out of you. And so that's what you do. See, we, I'm not discerning you. I want to discern the Spirit so that when my words that come out of my mouth, I'm not praying against Mark. Oh, God, fix Mark. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> but I'm praying, God, get that Spirit of whatever is on him. See, I'm not praying against him. Father, I pray that you bless Mark. I pray that you fill him overflowing with your Spirit. And I pray you get that enemy off of his neck right now in the name of Jesus. See, we start working into the sermon because I'm thinking about what I'm going to say before I speak, amen? I'm not just charging off going, oh, Don, did you know what Mark said to me today? Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's even in our church. <laughs> but we do that. We do that when we don't like something. We don't think about our words being damaging. We don't think about how powerful your words are. Your words, I mean, we already went through it in James chapter 3. We've been through this already. It's just amazing. He keeps bringing this kind of stuff up. You know? He's like, you know, don't let your words. So think about what you're going to speak. Listen, there's not two heavens. There's only one. There's only one heaven. And we have to get along. I was, as I was praying this week, I was wondering, I was wondering to the Lord, Lord, are we going to be good in heaven? 
just because we're in heaven? Are you going to take away all of our rough edges when we get to heaven? Are you going to take away the way we talk when we get to heaven? Are we going to be part of who we are here? You didn't answer me. So I don't have a... But think about it. Right now, God is trying to work the rough edges off of us so that we can learn to love one another in the body of Christ, that we not be judging and criticizing one another. You know, we need to listen to James chapter 3 again, amen? Let's see. I... God wants to make you prophetic, not pathetic. Okay? He wants you to be prophetic, not pathetic. Uh, being prophetic means you bring comfort and exhortation and edification to people. And there are liberties that we are not entitled to. You got to stop thinking, well, I'm a believer. I can say what I want. <laughs> you can't even say, I'm old. I can say what I want. No! As a believer, number two, don't judge and criticize each other. I know that's hard to do since we're all perfect. I mean, since we're all perfect, it's hard to not look at other people and judge them. But, you know, but the thing that you don't know is you don't know what people have gone through. You don't know. We've all gone through stuff in our lives. You know, so many people have gone through terrible things. You know, like the, the couple I talked about from Syria this morning. You know, I mean, he lost everything, but yet he still goes back to Syria to share the love of God with people. So, and, and one thing you have to realize is we don't all deal with, the, with stuff the same way. You know, a lot has to do with your upbringing. A lot has to do with your depth and knowledge of Jesus Christ as to how you deal with things. But we've all gone through stuff that we all deal with it differently. And I know we'd all like to go through it the way that you do, just so we could be better. You know? So when it comes to judging... Think about what you've gone through first. When you see somebody, you know, sometimes the, the people that we look at and we're hardest on are the people that are fighting the same battle that we went through. You know, I try not to do that because I know that like, when I smoked and I drank, the Lord delivered me in an instant that I never did them again. So I, I try not to judge on people that I just encourage them and pray and, and just want to bless them that, hey, God did it for me, he'll do it for you. And because uh, he's no respecter of persons. But think of where you've come through and what you've had to overcome. And, and think about how long it took you to overcome. I was talking to somebody earlier today, just before service, talking about, you know, things are just really starting to click with me. I said, yeah, I know, it's really great, huh? Here we are. Well, I'm coming up on my 60s. You know, I'm almost 60 years old, and it's really clicking with me right now, you know? And, you know, and you're looking at somebody that's 25 that's doing the same stupid things that you did when you were 25, you know, and you're going, Man, I don't know why they can't get their life together. And that's what we do. We, we judge harshly, and we criticize because they're not like us. They've not done the same things we do, but we haven't given them time to grow, amen? You know, you can look at what Luke said, you know, or Jesus said it in Luke. Chapter 6, verse 37, 38. It's out of the message. It says, don't pick on people. We can just stop right there and that'd be good. Don't pick on people. 
jump on their failures, criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Amen. Don't condemn those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. Give away your life, you'll find life given back. But not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. It talked about that boomerang. I cannot tell you how many boomerang videos I watched this week. Because I wanted to see, man, there's a boomerang really where you throw the boomerang that way. You kind of get the wind where the wind's blowing. You know, if the wind's blowing at you straight on, you, you kind of turn 45 degrees and you throw, you don't throw it sideways. You throw it like this. You throw your boomerang and it goes and then it'll come back to you. But that's the words that come out of your mouth. Whatever you say, what judgments you bring, what criticism you bring against people are what's going to come against you. And it's amazing. In the years that I've been in the church and, and listening to people, talking to people, and seeing people judge one another, and the same words that they've used come back to them. But you know what, Elia? It wasn't the next day. It was a couple of years later. And I think, oh, that's what they were complaining about. That's what they were criticizing. And that same thing has come back on them to now they're like in that same state of mind that that person was. And I think, wow, it's crazy. It really comes back like a boomerang. And so we, we have to be careful about what we say. You've got to choose your words wisely. You have to think on things. And he, and he says, giving, not getting's the way. You know, generosity begets generosity. I know we use that a lot on tithing, but it's the same thing in the in judgment, judging people. How you judge, that's what's going to come back at you. So we need to be careful about judging people. When you give back how you give, it's going to come back like a boomerang. So Tim, if you love everybody... You love everybody, and you just, because I know you just love people, so when you're loving and you're hugging and you're smiling and you're laughing and everything, and you're trying to help and encourage and build up and stuff, that's what's going to come back to you. Amen. But when you're mad and you're angry and you're judging and you're criticizing, and that's what's going to come back to you. So we got to choose which path we're going to go on, amen? And, and it's your choice. It's not something that God says, you know, oh, you're going to be a criticizer, you're going to be a judge, you're going to be full of love. He doesn't do that. You make the decision who you want to be. And as you decide, I'm going to follow God, and I'm not going to judge and criticize. I'm going to, because I want that boomerang effect to come back to me. I'm going to love people so that I'll be loved. I'm, going to, I'm just going to be kind so I can get that kindness back to me. Amen? That's what we want to do. And when it gets right down to it, number three, our job is to obey. We are just to obey the word of the Lord. Don't get caught up in everybody else. Let's just obey. Let's work on our lives being perfected and encouraging others on that path. Amen? Encourage others on that path. Paul put it this way, 1 Corinthians 10, 4. He said, verse 15 through 17, For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you don't, you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel, therefore I urge you, imitate me. 
For this reason I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. So Paul is telling us, he says, you have 10,000 instructors. See, you have, you have a bunch of people to tell you how to do it. There's a lot of people that will tell you how to live. But there's not a lot of people that are going to model it for you. There's not a lot of people that are going to show it to you. Say it and do it. You know, he said, be a doer of the word. That's what he's saying right here. Back up to that other verse, Mindy, please. He says, I've begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. And I would ask you today, when I look at this scripture, would you want people to imitate you? Would they find Christ by imitating you? Would they find their way to heaven by imitating you? Because that, that's the question right there. Therefore, he says, imitate me. Because I'm sending Timothy to remind you of the ways in Christ. See, are you in Christ to the point that people can imitate you, follow you, and they're going to get to heaven? Or if they're following you, are you going to lead them down a wrong path? See, this is why we, we can't criticize, we can't judge, because we all have things that God is working out inside of us that are perfecting us to make us imitatable. Is that a word? <laughs> imitatable. Are you imitatable? Because that's what he's looking for. He's looking for us to be, to be people that other people can imitate. Are you that guy? Are you that lady? Can somebody imitate you? In the book of Ephesians, Paul declares this. He says, he says you're the light of the Lord. You're the light of the Lord. But he also declared, before that, he said this. He, he didn't say you were once in darkness. He said you were once darkness. We were once darkness till we come to Jesus. Now we are the light in the Lord. The light in the Lord. I want to look, the light in the Lord. So everywhere you go, when you see people struggling, you are the light in that situation. Your words can change that situation. Your words can bring life to the people because you're the light. Everywhere you go, Elena, you're the light. The light goes with you. It's like it just follows you around. It's like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a Jewish synagogue, but in a Jewish synagogue, right up above the, um, they have the, what they call the Ark of the Covenant up here on the stage. And in there is the scrolls that they read out of. And then above the Ark of the Covenant is the eternal light, the light that never goes off. <laughs> and it was funny when I think of that, I don't know if that cross has ever been turned off it, since 1976. I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> and I know a lot about this building. But we have that eternal light in us, amen? It's, it comes out of your face. It's on top of your head. It's around you. You know, it's funny. You get around people and they talk about your aura. Even the world knows. You know, people that aren't in Christ, they know, oh, they got a bad aura. They're, they're in darkness. <laughs> you know, we're in light. 
I don't use those terms. I'm light, amen? You're the light of the world. And as you walk as children of the light, you're going to transform the people around you if you use the right words. Somebody says to you, oh, I'm going to hell. Don't agree with them, you know, because you're looking at their life going, yeah, you probably are. <laughs> I, I had somebody I talked to for over an hour the other day on the phone. He said, Ron, I, I think I've gone too far. I'm going to hell. I said, no, you're not. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. You know, let's get on track. I said, because God is always there, man. You know, let's take it back to the Lord. You're not going to hell. Uh, just sometimes it feels like it. No, it don't. Don't agree with them. You know, when somebody's struggling, when somebody's in a battle, let your words bring life, amen? Choose your words wisely. And as you choose your words wisely, you can take somebody out of that darkness and into that wonderful light to where that glow comes back to them. They're like, whoa. (laughs) If they look in the mirror and they're happy again, you know, you can do that. You have that power. But if we're going to judge and criticize, that's what's going to come back to us. But if I'm lifting somebody out of darkness into that light, that's what I'm going to get when I'm down. I'm going to get somebody that comes around me, somebody that wants to bless me, amen? That's what we want to do. We want to get into that position that what we do comes back to us. So when you see people struggling, pray for the darkness to go. Even ask the Lord to show you what it is and get rid of it or ask them, what is it? What is it? What's the root of where you're at right now? What's, what's that hold that you've opened up that's got a hold on you? See, because the devil can't do to you any more than you let him. You've got to realize, in the kingdom of God, you are powerful. Amen? And, and the devil's not going to do to you what he can't. So don't let him. Pray for people. The darkness has got to go. The light manifests. Stop criticizing. Because here's a big kicker right here. When we judge and criticize, we're doing that to God who created the law. We're judging God. And we don't want to do that. The most, the best thing that we can do for people, instead of judging them and criticizing, is pray. It's pray. Our battle's not against flesh and blood, amen? It's against principalities, powers, and dark places. So our battle's not against people. It's spiritual. You know, and I I feel like that is one of the hardest things in the body of Christ to get in us. Because, you know, if if Mark does me wrong, and Mark hurts my feelings, I do have feelings. But Mark hurts my feelings, you know, and then when something comes up, I, and, I, and I'm always putting Mark's face to it, you know, I haven't let it go. I haven't released it. And we need to release it so I'm not judging, so I'm not criticizing Mark, amen, so that I'm loving him and I'm praying for him. I'm encouraging him and I'm building him up. That's what we need to do in the body of Christ. We've got to transfer from, you know, saying things about people to, to praying, to praying, we, we do prayer on 5 o'clock on Thursday, 7 o'clock on Friday, right here. Come. You need prayer? Come. You need healing? Come. Amen. But God wants you to start stepping out into the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that 
you can see what's going on in the spirit. Because if it's not, if it's not natural, if my battle's not against Mark in the flesh, but it's a spiritual battle, I, I can see in the spirit what's coming against Mark. See, and that's where we've got to get to with people that we're not judging them, we're not casting them aside, but we start praying and interceding for them, that we start lifting them up, we start praying against that spirit that's coming against them, amen? Because if we don't do that, then they're not going to make it. They need somebody. You know, the word says, weep between the porch and the altar. Weep between the porch and the altar for people and cry out to God for them instead of just letting them go. Say, yeah, I don't want to hang out with them. I don't want anything to do with them. No, figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. I know it's easy to just let people go, but that's not what God wants. You might be letting somebody slide right into hell. And you might be the lifeline that God has given them to pull them up. The Holy Spirit will help you discern, you know, that which is trying to oppress people. So we need to pray. But to judge and to criticize puts you into the position of being against God. And you don't want to be there. Let God, the lawgiver, who can save or destroy, take care of it. Amen? Let him take care of it. Let's be those who pray and intercede so that we don't fall into judgment and criticism. When you're praying and interceding, man, and <laughs> even in our prayer, we can be judgmental and critical. You know, the way we pray for people. Oh, God, Delanda is such a pain. I pray for her that you would change her, God, that you would soften her heart towards me, that she'd be kinder and gentler towards me, God. Oh, Father. No. If I want Delanda to be kinder and gentler towards me, I need to be kinder and gentler towards her. Amen? Amen? I'm going to be kind. I'm telling you, I'm going to be kind. I am. It's going to be super. It's going to be great. Can I tell him what you told me? Okay. She said for her birthday present, I, she wants extreme kindness this year. I said, well, what's that? She goes, something that has nothing to do with you. <laughs> this... Well, this is what she meant. Because, like, for her birthday, we're going to go kayak camping on the Colorado River. That's for me. That's what she said. But she'll enjoy it. <laughs> but she wants, she wants me to do something for her that's not going to benefit me, but it's going to benefit her. So be kind. I've had 40 years to figure it out. <laughs> Be kind. Be kind to one another. Don't judge. Stop being critical of one another. You may not like something. You may not like somebody. Somebody something's doing. You may not like the way I preach. That's okay. Just be kind to me. <laughs> I can take it if you're not. I mean, I uh, But we need this in the church. Like I said, he's not writing to the world. He's writing to the church right now. Be kind. Be kind to one another. Amen? Not everybody's going to be like you. 
That was a good spot for an amen. <laughs> so let's stay in our lane and be obedient to God and pray for each other. Amen? We're all in this together. And your life decisions, they do affect us all. Your decisions affect us all. You might say, I'm not hurting anybody but myself. Yes, you are. It affects the body. So let's just start moving forward with the word and learn how to be silent and to know when to pray. Amen? Let's pray. Praise you, Father. Lord, we glorify you and exalt you today. Lord, I pray that you would help us to choose our words wisely when it comes to speaking of someone. That, Lord, that we could be that encourager, that exhorter, the comforter. Father, that your hand would be upon each one of us as we do this, as we work on this. Help us to see in the Spirit and to discern, God, people's battles. What's coming against them. So that we know how to love them, God. So that we know how to encourage them, God. That, Lord, that we not be that critical, judgmental person that just nobody wants to be around. But, Lord, we'd be open. We'd be flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. Let the gifts of the Spirit come alive inside of each one of us. And let your fruit abound in each one of us, Father. Let it be supernatural what you do in us, God. Maybe you're here today and you haven't made that commitment yet to Jesus. And you say, I want to make a commitment to Christ today. I want to, I want to be in the family of God where I'm not getting judgment and I'm not getting criticism. I want to come to God today. I want to surrender to him today. If that's you, just raise your hand and wave at me right now. Okay. In the name of Jesus. Anybody else? Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. This is what I feel to do here at the end. Don't go. Delana's going to come up for a few minutes, but pray for each other. Pray for the person sitting next to you right now. Just encourage them right now by praying for them. Just bless them today. You know, no judgment. Just bless them today. Bless the person next to you today. Pray for healing. Pray for victory in the name of Jesus.
seated. 